0: Hey there, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us again. One more time on Todd Fitz Conversations. This is the place to come to chat and have good conversations about important issues. We're going to do that again today. I got a friend of mine here with me who is off doing some big things in a big way, and I'm excited because this is a conversation about food waste, and we got to keep having. So please, everybody, give it up for Gordon Robertson, the CEO of Verdant Technologies. Welcome.
1: God it's good to uh, it's good to talk to you it's been a while and uh, looking forward to uh, just joining you today and telling you the story about what we're doing at Verdant and, and 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 the technology that we're bringing to the marketplace
0: I can't wait this is super super exciting before we get into it though let's give everybody a little hello who you are can you just give everybody a quick little uh, who the hell who the hell's Gordon a little oh, just so a who the hell's
1: Gordon I mean you kind of go back and you, and you take a look and uh, I spent about 20 years with the Campbell Soup Company I entered the produce industry oh about 14, 15 years ago now. Uh, working with SunWorld International, which was, you know, one of my, an exciting move because I heard from everybody that I could never actually make it in the industry uh, because I was coming from CPG. And uh, you know what I found was I love this business. I love what we do, the food that we bring to the marketplace, and you know the pride that actually yeah. is part of that, right? Of, of being a grower, right? Of bringing something that's truly unique and exceptional. Uh, you know, to our customers, to the retailers, and to the consumers in the marketplace. So it's been an incredible journey. And about four years ago, I actually joined the extended shelf life technology side. So the biotechnology side of the business, ag tech. Yeah. And I really have been thrilled with that, that, those opportunities, because of what it has done is it's given me the ability to think about how do we serve this industry even greater than, you know, that, that experience that I had. It's SunWorld. So looking across sure. multiple commodities in the reach of what technology can do for you and how it can help us and really drive value to all the constituents in the supply chain.
0: No two ways about it. And food waste is such a massive, massive issue. I mean, I, and I look at it, you know, two ways, one of which the simple solution to food waste, because you're a food guy, you get it. Hey, increase consumption, reduce food waste. That's easy, easier said than done. Still have a problem we have to solve, which is what you guys are doing, and I think it's really exciting. I mean, just to frame up for people, and I like to do this because I think it's it's important that people continue to hear this. What is the you know how big is food waste in the United States?
1: You know, it's it's big, and we just I mean the thing that that, that that we talk about often is frankly it's just too big, and so what do we do about mm. that, right? And so food waste is a huge thing right it's a big idea and something that we're all trying to impact you know how do we make this planet more sustainable but the reality you know the reality is when we think about it is we've got to make that something that's real to the grower real to the retailer real to the consumer right so how can we make that happen that's where you know our technology begins to step in and we talk about the challenges that are out there you know Mm -hmm. we hear some big numbers right you know you know upwards of 300 billion pounds of food are wasted a year here in the u.s yeah. you yeah. know 500 to a thousand pounds of food food waste per individual i mean these are staggering numbers but what we were working at it it burden to do is really bring that discussion down to what can i do what can right. i do as a grower what can i do as a retailer and how can we benefit the consumer that we all serve in the process right
0: yeah, no doubt. You know, a stat that I throw out all the time to put it in perspective for people, the food waste in the United States is the equivalent of every American, every American, from all, mm-hmm. all 330 million of us, every American throwing away 650 small to medium-sized apples each. That number is yeah. so large. That number is so large. You have to turn your, you're using your phone. You got to turn your phone sideways to get it to fill out the screen. That's how big that number yeah, is. Yeah. It's, it's staggering. So when you think about it's a staggering this-
1: number. It's a it and it, 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 it's significant, but I think it's one of the big you know one of the big drivers here, Todd, is you know people have to understand that what we can do to impact that within the ethos that we manage, right? Absolutely. You know, so we want to make that impact on on the world. And how do we help nourish this world in a different way? But that has to become something that's very personal. And yeah. so. You know, these technologies that we're talking about are are ways to drive those efficiencies that have economic benefit to the grower, the retailer, again, to the consumer. So we can serve all the constituents through the supply chain, but we've got to just get in to say, hey, what can we do in our individual spaces? So, you know, that's part of the passion that I bring from being a grower, right, to being, you know, that, that experience at Sunworld and seeing how we can make a reach across our industry, help other categories that frankly are underserved by this type of a technology. Yeah.
0: Well, and we're going to talk about it. And one that I'm interested in what you guys do is the floral part of this, which we're going to get into, which I think is really super cool. It's a really neat opportunity for folks. So, you know, when you think about the produce space and, and food waste, I mean, where do you think the biggest issue comes from? I mean, obviously you cut it from the tree, you get it on a boat, you know, you go through this thing. It's there's a long window of time, but when I think about it, it's like, where is the biggest issue? So the biggest issue and the farm side of it, like capturing these issues you know, or dealing with this immediately, is it the packing shed once it comes off the tree, you know, or is it even just at the retailer? Where do you think that lies?
1: Well, I think that the, I think the issues lie through the entire supply chain, right? So we know that all along the way that there's, there's waste, right? There's, right. there's things that are happening within how we harvest, to how do we pack, to how do we ship, to how do we. You know hold and display and sell and frankly when we get to the consumer is where we know in the industrialized world where we have the largest amount of food waste right right but if we flip that over into let's say the emerging worlds we're going to find that that food waste problem is probably far more on the front end of that equation so now, now we're talking about between harvest and pack and handling and ship tremendous amount of loss right because the technology that we have in the industrialized world isn't in many of those places today. So right. what are all some of the new technologies that we can leverage that can actually, you know, those, those farmers, right, in those areas to get to new markets, to even get to the market so they can sell their product. Right. You know, we can address that with, you know, these technologies. And the beauty is what, what Harvest Hold does with you, right? So our product that we're bringing to market is we work in both of those arenas incredibly well. Right. Because our product is so portable, it can move up and down the supply chain. It can, it, it can begin, you know, application can happen at the farm, it could happen you know, at receiving, it could happen at you know, potentially a retail situation. And so we're looking all through the, the, the ecosystem saying, how do we impact that idea of food waste and make it very personal? Because these are real issues. These are real business issues. There's tremendous dollars. That are being left on the table by all of us, yeah. Uh, and those dollars can help serve this world better, right? And we know that we can, if we could bring the fruit you know, the food to market that we're wasting, we can address a lot of the challenges out there uh, from a sustainable future that we're looking for. And as we think about um, how do we actually just do this better,
0: yeah. You know, well, you talk, and you know, when we talk
1: about you know, verdant, you know, kind of hard to hard of what we're doing is how do we nourish more people in more places around the world, right? And this notion of nourishment is a big idea. and It's not just simply, hey, how do we feed people? Nourishment can come to the idea of how do we make this just a healthier planet? How do we put less inputs into the system? How do we nourish people, obviously? You know, what's the nourishment, the economic nourishment that a grower needs? What's the economic nourishment that the retailer needs so bringing you know those different ideas of nourishment are ways to think about how a technology like ours can help in that process
0: yeah no two ways about it i mean you know it, it is and, and, and something to be mindful of i think we need to continue this conversation as well is that as the economy changes in this country so does our consumption our consumption has a tendency to go down right data supports that so we need to be smart mm-hmm. we need to be able to make some of these solutions to to your point to help growers help retailers help consumers have a better experience So we keep it moving because we're not getting second generation farmers a lot of ways. we got to, you know, we got to uplift what we have. It's a big, it's an issue. And I'm glad to see you guys are out there. So how would you describe yourself? I mean, you're a tech company, you're a food waste company. I mean, you guys are some cutting edge stuff. You know, it's like, so what are you? What is it? Thanks for joining the Toddversation. And now a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Karen Nardotza, president and CEO of Moxie Marketing. On behalf of all the Moxers worldwide, thanks for listening to Todd Versations and Toddbits. At Moxie, we're known for strategic marketing and PR, unique branding and packaging, award-winning web and graphic design, and trade show experiences that generate results. Whether you're selling B2B or B2C, a farmer, processor, commodity board, retailer, food service, or somewhere else on the supply chain, we make it easier to grow your brand and your business. From avocados to zucchini and petunias to protein, we help you tell your story, stand out, and achieve your goals. Get Moxie and together
1: we'll celebrate your success. Yeah, I would describe us as an ag tech company, right? You know, we are here to, to serve this industry. And how do we actually bring solutions to our growers, packers, shippers, marketers, retailers along the process to drive more efficiency, you know, to make sure that we're not just, uh, you know, food is not being wasted at the rate that it is. Are we the silver bullet that answers every question? Absolutely not. But we have a technology that has tremendous reach that that can stretch across that. But how we think as an organization is, Let's work with you know, our customers, with our partners, understanding their issues. Yeah. Not just our technology. Help us understand your issue. And so when we understand that, how do we leverage this technology? Because the ease of implementation, the ease of delivery. I don't have to put in a huge capital investment to, to bring this technology inside of my packing operations. These things get very interesting, right? To, to our partners and our customers because it's this notion of, I don't want to redefine my process flow. What I need to right. do is figure out how I, how I tap into tools, this being one of those tools that can help me drive more efficiency, better quality, extended freshness through the system, because that's what sells. Right. That's what generates more consumption for these categories. That's what really fuels the growth of this industry. Yeah. So when we can get consumers to take away more, when we can get the food service providers to take away more because they're servicing more, there's tremendous value generated for all. Absolutely.
0: Well, let's get into it. I mean, let's, let's dive in. What is Harvest Hold Fresh and, and how does it
1: work? Harvest Hold Fresh really is a unique product that is utilizing a proven technology in the industry. So uh, it is 1MCP and 1MCP has been utilized in our industry for 20 plus years. Right. Uh, Significantly. And, you know, the palm fruits, apples and pears in particular. Mm -hmm. The real Mm -hmm. uniqueness of our product, and you can see it in the picture behind you, is we have a delivery system like none other. Right. So it's very portable. It's self-stable. I can move it up and down the supply chain. As a grower, I buy this product and I stick it in a box. I know what I'm actually going to get when I do that. And the reality is what it is, is we are, we are printing one MCP, which is a gas on a substrate and that substrate uh, only activates with that natural interaction with the fruit. So when that fruit begins to respire in the box,
0: right? So, so it wakes up basically and goes, it
1: activates the one MCP that's on that sheet and that releases the gas. And so we take that application that, you know, in many situations could be hundreds of millions of dollars of capital investment. Yeah. And I'm actually taking it down to the box level. That's
0: beautiful. I mean, talk about. So we
1: are, we are treating produce in a 20 pound container, in a 40 pound container, in a five pound clamshell, different ways to think about how do we bring a proven technology into many, many produce types that frankly have not been served because the technologies at this point don't match the supply chains they're serving. They they don't right. work really, you know, on a, on a cohesive basis because of the ease of application, because the limited, you know, investment and in, in structure, the ease of application, it becomes very simple for the grower to execute.
0: Right. So it's just you just toss them in the box, you they stick into the boxes. What's the process?
1: Yeah, I mean, you you literally, you know, you look at the the roll behind you, it's perfed in a sheet and that that sheet comes off and it goes inside of a box. And so we are doing that in many customers today, uh, you know, in their packing line operations. And so we have a number of dispensing systems that we've designed, you know, really defined by where we're working, be if it's in the floral, you know, space or if it's in, you know, peaches or broccoli or tomatoes specifically. So we've we've matched the, the the systems to deliver that product with the commodities that we're working with or the packing right. house environments. But really it's the ease of application that as we've interfaced with many, many customers around this country and in Mexico and in Colombia, it really is the first thing they talk about. Yeah. This I is mean, that simple. It really gets into a discussion of simplicity. But that simple solution has huge ramifications. For sure. And that is actually the power of what, you know, I believe we're bringing to the market with Burden and what Harvest Hold as a product can do for this industry and the impact it can have on the supply chains we serve.
0: I love it. Now, you touched on a couple of items and just ramble them really quick. I mean, what, what items benefit from it?
1: Everything. Well, today, I mean, watch? there's a lot of different items that can benefit from, from, you know, one MCP. But for us, because of the delivery system, we've done a right. lot of work and we were, we we're focusing initially is uh, broccoli, tomatoes, avocados, uh, some melon business and papayas initially. So that's been our focus as we've come out of the gate. We've had tremendous engagement from, you know, the growers across the country and the growers in in, in Mexico. Because of again, going back to that notion of the simplicity of what we're bringing to the marketplace and how we get in, into the system, it's not seen as this huge capital investment that I've got to do something differently. Right. Um, and so it's, it's understanding, hey, there's the value that we can drive within the supply chain. Oh, wow. um, I mean- and that has been the huge benefit as we've come out. And it's been, I mean, we've been embraced, I think, very positively from many, many growers across num- numerous commodities for where we're, what we're doing and what we're bringing. The beauty in this whole thing, Todd, is that's just where we started, right? We're just right. now coming to the commercial market. You know, we've got three phases of, of, of product introduction because these are the, the products that are impacted most are the ones that are highly affected by ethylene. So right. that is, what we're, that, is the, that is what we're fighting against because ethylene is what tells fruit to age, right? it starts that senescence process and it actually says, hey, the, the leaves turn yellow, the fruit dies, it falls to the ground, et cetera. Well, we're slowing that process down and yeah, we're of suspending that, that, uh, that point of, of harvest, that point of quality, and that actually gives us time to work this product through the supply chain to our consumer to have even a better experience with the products that, that this industry is, is delivering on a daily basis.
0: It's super cool. And I love the fact that it really is. It's it's plug and play. It is not, you know, it is real easy for folks to work with. I mean, you know, I think about that. If you're putting something in a box, you got to close the box. So it's, it's just, it fits real easy into that whole thought process, which is great. Yeah.
1: It, it, you're absolutely right, Todd. It's, it is the idea of plug and play, right? You know, we've, you know, sometimes we look at technology as complicated and that's going to be difficult, but how are we going to actually do that that is not the experience that we're having is we've gone out and talked to many, many growers around this country, what they see and what they, you know, just initially they go, this is it? Yeah, that's it. Because there's a lot of power on that, 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 that sheet of, of, that we're going to be putting into your box in the system because we know what it will do. Unless I it is a I proven cut- technology. It really is our novel delivery system. Yeah. It is the unique point of difference here. And the beauty in in this in what we do because of, let's say, some of the, the things that we do uniquely and how we manufacture this product is we actually see atypical responses, not typical responses to 1MCP because, you know, there's been issues of, hey, does it lock up fruit or does it stop the ripening process? Right. That's not what we have because of how the product, you know, releases the product, how it works within, you know, that chamber of the box that it's in we see very positive impacts on the fruits and vegetables that we serve. And we see that continuing ripening process. What we're simply doing is slowing it down. Right. Yeah. You're not, yeah, yeah
0: you're, you're working, you know, you're working with mother nature, not against her. And I think
1: that's where, how you win yeah. the day.
0: Well, let's talk about this. Yeah, a little that, bit. That, go ahead.
1: No, go ahead, Todd.
0: No, I was going to say, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, something you, you just touched on. I want to kind of run with a little bit about trials and tests and things that you're doing around the world today and, you know, where they're at and and on what are you doing? And, you know, some of your independent studies, because I think that's so important. You know, it, because a lot of times people say, Oh, we've been doing this. We're running a test ourselves. Like, okay, well, that seems like it's a little bit weird, but you've got to get outside that, whether it's academia, we've got universities, you know, uh, extension services, whatever. Can you touch a little bit about some of that work that you're doing along those lines?
1: No, absolutely. Because, you know, for, for us, it's imperative that we don't just look at ourselves, right? Yeah, that, 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 that becomes a very one-sided discussion and i think it's a big challenge when we want to work with you know the appropriate you know you know growers in the system as we're bringing this technology out to them initially or we're talking with you know major retailers on how you know what we're doing we want to verify that and so you know today we're working with MSU so Michigan State University we're working with the university yeah we're working with the university of Florida We're working in Seattle and Mexico. So we are going out and validating the work that we've done in lab, the work that we've done, obviously, in our customers. We're seeing this tremendous efficacy, but we actually want to validate that with outside resources. So it's not just us talking about how great we are. It's actually other people saying, hey, this is something really unique. Well, I think that's so important. This this notion of 1MCP, it's not new. Mm -mm. What we're doing is new. And so I say this, I say this to many people because I I do hear, well, no, I, I understand One MCP, I've worked with it before. And I actually say, I I, I appreciate that. And I know your experience is going to help us actually, as we move through this process. But if you haven't worked with Harvest Hold, you don't know how One MCP works within your environment because we have a unique delivery system. We have a different product. And so those are the discussions that we're getting into our, with our growers, right? right? Some of them experience, hey, this is what I had happen before, but they're not seeing that with what our product does, yeah. how it delivers you know, the application. It's a very different idea uh, that's bringing real value and excitement to our customers that we deal with.
0: There's no doubt. And I mean, I, and I, you know, going back to two things we talked about, one of which the independent studies you're doing are so important and being with universities is even more so, right? I mean, that's, that's what you're leaning into. But mm-hmm. I go back to the convenience factor that you bring. I mean, you bring a viable solution that doesn't tax the system. Uh, it improves the system it doesn't tax the system. And I think that's in this world we're living in and the economy and the pressure from everybody to be more efficient, whatever the hell that means anymore. uh, You know, it's super important that we look at things like this. And one of the areas that I think is super cool, and I'm going to shift gears on if you don't mind, um, because it's behind me is the floral business. You know, floral doesn't get a lot of love. You know, everybody loves them at Mother's Day and this and that, and they drive a pretty good margin for everybody, but they just don't get the loves like they should. So I'm a floral lover. I love the floral people, so I had to make sure we covered this. And I want to you know, touch on it a little bit. But talk about harvest hole blooms for the floral industry and, again, how this works. And is there any kind of a difference between the two?
1: I mean, I mean the, the beauty is, Todd, you know, all fruits start as a flower. Good point. And so there's you know, And so I think it's kind of one of the key, the key issues here. And so, you know, we have developed a product for the floral industry. You know, there is, you know, very similar elements in the chemistry behind that. Right. But the reality is, this is actually where we we have commercialized the business first, right? We have established a, a very you know successful partnership, exciting partnership with Chrysal, who is a leading supplier to the floral industry. Um, and so we have you know entered the market in Colombia. We are selling there you know commercially today, and we're expanding that footprint. And we're thrilled to be bringing a product with them. So we have branded it with them, Ethylene Buster Sheets, uh, because. The industry knows they have to do something to, pr- to preserve life, right? So this notion of short lifespan, very delicate material that's moving through the system, our technology has, a, has the ability to bring solutions. But you also look at the floral industry, right? So they've utilized heavy metals, right? Silver is something that's been utilized to preserve freshness and, and longevity of products. Right. But that's not going to pe- fly in this world very long.
0: Pe- people don't know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they don't, there's a lot of people going, what? Yeah, and, and those are things that they're not going to last because you know there there's there's regulation that's happening globally. There's things that are going to say that that's not something that we're willing to accept. Our solution is going to bring a very strong alternative to what we what what the industry has utilized historically, but how they're going to think about it in the future. And so you know we're thrilled about our partnership with Chrysler, and we continue to expand, frankly, on a weekly basis. As we are getting more and more grower adoption in the marketplace,
0: what do they say? I mean, what's the feedback? I mean, because it is it is revolutionary in a lot of ways. You're changing the game. You're simplifying the game. You know, and and respectfully saying that, not you know. But what are the growers Mm -hmm. and you know the consumers saying through the floral category?
1: Well, I think the key right now is, you know, where, is what are the growers telling us, right? They're looking yeah. for solutions, right? And, and there's one other 1MCP one solutions in, in the marketplace. This is, I believe, a real strong point of, of differentiation. Additionally, you look at, you know, what's behind you there, right? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a substrate that we've printed the technology in. And if you look inside of most floral packages, it's utilized with, you know, some form of this type of package as well. So we easily integrate into their packing operations. That's one real benefit, right? Then we're demonstrating very strong efficacy as that product is flowing, you know, through country, arriving potentially into Miami and then being distributed to, you know, the floral distributors or or resellers around the country, very positive reactions. But I have to tell you that, you know, uh, in speaking with one grower here recently, you know, he just basically summed it up very well for him. He says, bottom line, I've been utilizing a number of solutions, what I see in Harvest hold." Is it's actually helping my bottom line?
0: Yeah, right. Well, that's so what his you wanna hear.
1: Is, his business is improving, so right. you know that those are those are the realities of the business. The technology is here to unleash the power of how can we actually get these sensitive products, very ethylene, you know, they're, they're very reactive to ethylene through the system, so they get not only enjoyed by the people who get to process them and pack them and and sell them, but actually to the consumer who gets to actually take them into their homes. And when they have that experience, what happens? Right. They come back and buy more.
0: Absolutely. And
1: there is a there the circular loop that we're, we're working to close. And we're very thrilled about how our technology is working here, right? We know what we're bringing to the grower, what we can bring to the retailer, and then what we think of from even the sustainability side of the business. Mm-hmm. This has tremendous impact about how can we drive just the right things for what we do. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, I I know we're on bloom, but this whole idea of saying, you know, what if I could actually, you know, cube out a truck before I weigh it out in broccoli. Right. Think about the impact that that has on, you know, the greenhouse gas emissions on the footprint of everything that we're doing. So, it let not even getting to water in that discussion but sure. just think about the transportation potential efficiencies as i think about how do i use a technology like this to do things differently in my supply chain yeah
0: well look i you know in my tenure i've had people that have done projects in some big companies that you know they're very large companies now and some of the largest that have that have done some stuff where, you know, they look at a a box of lettuce or whatever the case may be. And it's like, well, there's 24 heads in there, but we only figure there's 20 in every one because we automatically know we're going to have a problem. They just assume it out the shoe. And that's harsh, right? That goes back to the grower. It affects a lot of things. It's, you know, food waste. Mm -hmm. all. So we do need to continue these conversations that are eliminating this and putting 24 heads or 40 pounds or whatever the case may be into the supply chain. And to your point earlier, too, you mentioned, you know, getting the product out there to the retailer, to the consumers. They need a good experience. You know, you give them a tomato that makes them glow at night or, you know, tastes like crap or whatever. It's not they're not going to buy it a second time. You're not going to get a kid that can try something. And if we we know we disappoint them uh, because we're not trying hard enough to get it right, to get it on the shelf, to increase that consumption. I mean, you know, it's a lot of hard work for a lot of people and it just falls by the wayside. So to be able to help like this, you guys are doing it's powerful.
1: No, Todd, it's an incredibly exciting point you've made right there to me. It's, I mean, you know, we're engaged with with one key customer today that's, you know, they're talking to us not just about, well, how do we utilize this to move it through the supply chain? They're saying, how do we think about this actually from a breeding perspective? So bringing new products to the marketplace, right? So, you know, sugar acid ratios and high bricks and all these, you know, other components of what we're really trying to do to delight consumers so we can actually sell more product but a lot of those products never make it to the even past the initial trial because they can't make it through the supply chain correct so you take a technology like ours potentially and maybe say let's say we give you 7 10 12 days of extra time well does that bring the product offering to a different level Absolutely. So we're engaging with a number of our customers. They're, they're not just talking about how do we get it there and get it sold to you know into the retail environment so we can actually sell these incredible products to the consumer. Now they're, they're backing up saying, well, can we utilize the technology? This is we think about new varieties.
0: Yeah. That's that, exactly. That what is I was an incredibly say.
1: exciting opportunity when we think about the reach of the technology, right? And yeah. these ideas because if we can make it a better experience, for the consumer, we know what happens. They come back to the category, yeah. they buy more. And we get away from the idea that, you know, that trash can used to be my best customer. Right. right. Your right. best customer is the consumers out here who actually, all the trends say, I wanna eat better. I wanna do things right for my family. I wanna make it more nutritious. These are all the trends that are out there. How do we as an industry capitalize on that? I agree 100%. When we look at the total supply chain and we look at, you know, harvest hold is a tool within there. Those are the discussions we want to have with our customers. So how can we help be part of that?
0: Well, I, you know, and to come around what you're saying about new varieties, I'm going to throw it back and go old school because we can. What about the old varieties? What about these varieties that, you know, have been replaced? Because to your point, they can't ship. They can't get through the supply chain. You go back and look at some of these varieties from, you know, back 20, 30 years. There's amazing pieces of fruit that aren't in the marketplace anymore that the consumers never had that experience. That to me is really exciting. Heirloom, tomatoes, some of these things are just really tough to work with that you provide an opportunity to create a new customer base or a new flavor profile or elevate a category. Even if it's a, a, a small month long window, you put juice back in the category. That's a win for everybody. So super exciting. dude. I love this.
1: No, it's it, it, it's a big deal. Right. You know, we obviously spent some time in the city together. Right. And, and and we know that there's a lot of breeding programs there. And, you know, I work for one of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying my technology is going to answer all of their questions. I'm saying those are things that we want to be working on. Uh, and there's places where, you know, our technology, you know, in the tomato category, you know, we, we have very clear, lots of data about what it does, but we also want to go work with other categories where we want to obviously mine the ideas, right? Think about this differently because it, you're spot on. The amount of work, the amount of investment that's gone behind developing new varieties for our industry to create points of differentiation, to make an incredible experience for the consumer at the end, to bring them back to the categories, You know, we leave a lot of those varieties on the shelf because they just can't make it through the supply chain the way it's been defined. I know. I I love where you're going on this, Bob, because this is about redefining the supply chain (laughs) and how do I utilize what I have and what I don't have or what I can bring inside of it to make it even better? Or how do I take advantage of this to bring something unique and new to the marketplace that drives... A great point of differentiation for you as a grower, the retailer, and frankly for the consumer as well.
0: hundred percent. It's a food experience, man. We've got to do it right. And we, it's how we're going to, it's how we're going to increase consumption, right? It's how we're going to make this country healthier and more to your point, more nutrition into our diets by being able to put good stuff out there. And again, Nobody wants to buy a, a tomato, or I'm not picking on tomatoes, but nobody wants to buy an apple, whatever it is, and get home and go, God, this sucks. It's, you're you're going to go o for 1. There's not going to be an o for 2. There's not going to be a 1 for 1. You're going to be o for 1, and people move on. And we've got to be smart about that because increasing consumption, getting food like we're doing, fruits and vegetables especially, in people's diets in a bigger way is a good thing for this planet. It's a good thing for our health. It's a good yeah. thing for our country. It's, there's so many benefits, and we need to keep leaning into it. So I'm stoked with what you guys are doing. I really am. I mean, I appreciate the fact that you guys are looking at this from the angle of like, again, varietal stuff. It's so important to make that experience what it is. That's awesome.
1: You know, we know many retailers, Todd, that have just said we're not going to carry that category in this season anymore because it's exactly what you talked about. It's just not a flavorful experience. I'm going to lose the shopper. I'm going to lose the member. And that's not going to happen for a week. You're going to lose them for weeks or months because they're not going to come back until they see or feel or smell the confidence to actually buy again. And so, again, not that this is a silver bullet discussion, but this is part of a solution. And it's when absolutely. we look at the entire solution, you put this together and you t- and you tap into technologies to improve the supply chains we work in today. It opens the market up. Yeah. And when we open the market up and we can bring things that can satisfy, you know, our consumers again, they're going to come back to the categories and they're going to rebuy. Yep. And we're go- and that's that's where you see growth, right? You see growth and you fuel the machine. Well, you know, in
0: produce itself is, you know, look, it's a challenge, right? Mother nature is a challenge. Maybe it's too sunny. Maybe it's too hot. Maybe it's too wet. You don't have that necessarily the same problem in a can of pork and beans, right? It is what it is. It's just, it's going to be consistent the same every time. And I think that the produce base gets hurt by some of that sometimes. And the consumer is yep. very fast to react to that. So we've got to be mindful. So to see what you guys are doing like this is just such a powerful tool to lean into. I mean, you know, I look at this as a positive cost of food. This is something that we need to be working at coming alongside you finding out what's next, being a part of what's next, because ultimately it serves everyone. You know, if we can get people to increase consumption on an apple, the orange guys benefit. They ultimately do. And it's so important that Mm -hmm. we lean into it. Before we get our time runs out and before, you know, we we get rocking today. And uh, I do want to ask a couple of questions about what I call the mothership, for lack of a better word. You guys have a great partnership. You've got some great folks that are loving up on you, which is Golf Tech, which is a uh i they're a powerhouse of the support system i don't know how else to say it for the food industry i mean how does how has gulf tech embraced you and uh, give us a little bit of how that's worked
1: well Todd, it's been probably one of the you know i'd have to say one of the more positive experiences of my professional career so i had the opportunity to you know lead the sale of, of Verdan technologies and when we we found a buyer we found a buyer in gulf tech international who who is um an incredible partner. Um, And so they bring, they brought us the economic wherewithal to begin to really scale the business. We have this incredible technology and now we're moving forward into the marketplace. And as I talked about earlier, you know, we're doing business today in, you know, three countries. We're poised to do business in a lot more as we look North to Canada and to Central America and to Peru and Chile, we're moving down that regulatory roadmap to move forward. But one of the beauties of this relationship, and many people don't know Gulf Tech. No. Gulf Tech is is a major force in our industry, right? I have six sister companies. Five of them touch this industry in a significant way. One of them is Sinclair Systems. But you think about our business, right? We print our product on a substrate. Um, And how do we deliver those ideas, that technology throughout a supply chain? Well, my sister companies give me the ability because to look at it differently because we currently at Gulf tech do business in 85 countries. We have an excess of a thousand employees. And so when I think about what I need to do to enter Colombia, I'm not thinking about that alone. I have a resource system behind me, Gulf tech being one, but then my sister companies being another saying, here's what you need to do. Here's the, here's the, you know, here's the support you're need, going to need to look up. Here's the entity setup that needs to be put in place. So you look at what Gulf tech and those companies are bringing to, one help Verdant, and then two, how can Verdant help them? It's a very exciting equation of what the future can look like.
0: I love it. You know, you were you guys were not not a huge company. You know, x amount of employees. Now you've got them over a thousand. You're in 85 countries. I mean, you guys have grown really fast overnight. What do you think the best lesson that they've given you? You know, for, in your in your personal opinion, you know, your some of your learnings from them, because it's a, it's a unique perspective they bring, right?
1: No, I think that you know the the, and I I was told this uh, just recently in in a discussion as I was uh, spending some time with um, with the the Gulf Tech executive community and they they basically looked at me and said Gordon you you have one shot you better go for it but when somebody tells you that they and if they don't stay with you that's kind of like a hollow promise right yeah so what I've learned is that. Gulf Tech is all about being part of the solution with you. and let's what are the net you know what are the necessary investments to make that happen? And how do you leverage this infrastructure, right? So our business is much smaller than Gulf Techs today. you know we are sure. 35, 36 people. But this infrastructure around us gives the ability to think far more globally and act more globally, than where we are at from our relative size today. That is one of the biggest lessons and frankly, one of the biggest opportunities that sits in front of
0: us. Well, you know, something I'll tell you, brother, i be honest with you. Confidence is worth more than money sometimes, isn't
1: it? And having that, yeah, well, having this, that. The, this one to me, Todd, is actually more than just confidence because these are proven entities that are yeah. successful and thriving around the world. You know, and for us, you know, personally, what we're doing with Verdant, we need that perspective. It means it accelerates our learning as we enter a market at a rate that, frankly, I don't see, you know, many of the competitive set have that ability to do because we know how to operate in these foreign countries. We actually have established businesses and an entity. And how do we set that up to support a new technology and a new company like Verdant?
0: I love it. So let's go. Here's a hundred dollar question. This is where I want to go. We're going to the gossip round you know what's next what's going on what's exciting give me i mean not that you're not kicking ass anyways and doing some really cool stuff but i know you will if you got something in your back pocket you're going to tell me i feel it coming come on lay it on
1: all right well i mean you know first thing is you know obviously we've got registration but when you get you know federal registration then you've got to work your way across the country you know we 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 look to the future right new markets you know canada is 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 on the is on the near horizon Central America is on the very near horizon, you know, Peru, Chile. uh, These are places where we have a very clear roadmap to how we're going to expand. So we see those as potential new markets as we really follow the growers, the growers and the marketers that are serving our customers. We have to make sure that we can move with them because this is about scale, Todd. And there is one of the things that, you know, we're thrilled about, right? When you look at the simplicity of our delivery system, you look at the simplicity of the product itself. Our ability to scale is unlike none other. Mm -hmm. We can move through the supply chain as we get those regulatory, you know, roadmaps knocked down and those markets open to where we can do the application. So we're thrilled about that. The other piece is there's just the pipeline. There's a pipeline of new commodities. There's a pipeline of new products, right? We have ideas and we've got things that we've been working on that we know can continue to bring new thinking and new solutions to the supply chains and the problems that we're trying to help our customers, you know, answer, and how do we serve them best? Right on. And then lastly, you know, I would just say that, you know, something that I believe about passionately is, you know, I love the opportunity to join this industry. I have found it one of the most rewarding things of my career. Um, and i'm here to serve this industry how do we do that best yeah. how do we work with our grower partners how do we work with the retail partners how do we make this a relationship and how do we how do we make sure that we're working on the problems that are most important to the issues of them and yeah. so you know we're going to serve this industry we're going to focus on the needs of it and then we're going to figure out what does nourishment look like i love we're it. here to work, talk about how do we nourish this world in a different way that's what we are about. And it's really what I'm probably, you know, as proud of anything today is the team that we are building to make that come to life.
0: I got to tell you, brother, to be very honest with you, I can hear the passion and the excitement in your voice and see it in your responses and how you're taught. You are fired up like I've never seen before. And you you are, I love it. It's great to see, I, you know, it's it's infectious to be around and listen to this because you are you know, you are pumped for what you're doing because you, to your point, you want to nourish the world. And I think it's a fantastic position to take.
1: You know, it's, and it's, it's one of those things, you know, I've I've had the opportunity to be in this space for a while, but when I see the reach that our technology has in particular across many white space categories that aren't getting served at all, it's incredibly exciting.
0: I love it. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. Thank that, you know, and thank you for hanging out with me today. Thanks for making the time and, and getting the message out. And because I think it's so important that we keep this conversation and people need to know what you guys are doing and pick up the phone, get online, make it happen, make a phone call. Let's go people. Let's go, let's go nourish the planet. Let's reduce food waste. Let's work on better consumption, bring back some old varieties. Let's go. I'm all about that. I'll be the first guy in line for some of that stuff. I'm all in, I'm all in. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you being here. I really do. Thank you.
1: Absolutely, Todd. It was uh, it was a pleasure spending the day with you.
0: Cool. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us and, and uh, get online, check them out. Food Waste. Let's get into it. Keep talking. Talk amongst yourselves. How can we make changes? It's an important thing. You know, I say it all the time. Go inspire somebody. What Gordon and his team are doing is inspirational. They're doing some really heavy lifting for us and uh, we need to lean in and help them do some more lifting. Let's make it work for them and uh, let's reduce food waste because we all need to do it. Take care of everybody. Don't forget, check us out on social media. That's where the cool kids are. That's where we are. And we'll see you on uh, the next program. Todd Toddbits. We appreciate everybody. Take care.